0: Hello, and welcome to another beautiful episode of Unedited the Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and you're tuning in to episode 25. In true unedited fashion, we went with it, and although this conversation was brilliant, you may notice some technical interruptions and a less than perfect audio quality, so I do hope you'll bear with us and take in and love this conversation as much as we loved having it. Today I'm joined by a guest who I'm so excited to be able to share with you and she kind of came into my world hot and fast in the last few months um, when I was introduced to the importance of business boundaries through legal protections. So I'm really
1: excited to introduce to you Nina, the lawyer. Welcome. I'm glad to have you. Thanks, Kelsey. I'm so excited for our conversation. I know you and I have chatted a bunch in the DMs on Instagram, and it's nice to actually get to sit and have a full conversation with you, and I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Likewise. I know it's that we've had definitely some really fun little connective points on Instagram, so I'm really excited to just kind of get to sit eyeball to eyeball, although our videos turns off, (laughs) and just kind of pick your brain and see what's real and alive for you, get to know you and your story. So on that note, I would love to have you just kind of introduce yourself, what you do, your work in the world, and maybe even how you arrived there.
1: Okay, perfect. So um, I'm Nina, obviously. It's so funny when people say, oh, introduce yourself. You always start with your name, but no one is really their name. It's everything else aside from your name that makes you who you are. Yeah, I'm Nina. (laughs) Um, But I am a New York-based lawyer, although I'm living in Mexico currently, and I've been here for the last two, two and a half years. And I really was living that New York busy grind day-to-day life for 27 years of my life. I never traveled. Maybe I went on road trips here and there, but eventually I got really burnt out and quit my job to travel. When I went to travel, I went to Bali, Indonesia, Thailand, Australia. I went all over. And along the way, I met a lot of people who were working online. And at that time, it was still very new and very foreign. It wasn't really as popular as it is today. And a lot of the people that I had met found out that I was a lawyer and my original goal of quitting my job was to start like a wellness company for, this is a really long introduction, but getting right into it. I feel like it's relevant. That's okay. Um, Go for it. Yeah. yeah, So along the way, I I had this vision of, I'm going to start a wellness company for lawyers, but that wasn't my calling yet at that time. Again, the world wasn't really open to that idea. So I had met all these online entrepreneurs who said, hey, we need contracts or we have these questions about situations where we didn't get paid or whatever. And they really inspired me to start my own contract template shop and law firm that's dedicated solely to helping online entrepreneurs, freelancers, coaches, um, yoga teachers, everyone of that kind of nature and mindset. So that is what I've been doing ever since. That was in January 2018. And my business has just taken off since then because of now... The opportunities that everyone else sees so I'm happy to be a part of it and I'm happy to have the role that I have in helping other people really start their online businesses and feeling protected with the opportunities that are coming to them they will have contracts and they will feel like they can uphold their boundaries and keep their hands on the money that they're making and feel like they're protecting their energy yes here here I love that <laughs> Um, I'm super curious
0: because obviously huge lifestyle change between where you started and where you're at now. I would love to kind of hear some of the the whys that underpin your decision, A, to become a lawyer because I feel like that's a huge devotion, and then B, what kind of changed that really inspired you to want to live a little bit more of a freedom lifestyle liberated from the constraints of time, based location of a job?
1: Ooh, I love this question. So I feel like I grew up in a time that was very um, unique because I was born in 1990. So I grew up with the internet, right? And I grew up with all of, you know, the things that we have today developing. But at the time that I was going through school, there wasn't all these opportunities that you saw to make money, you know, being an artist, being a graphic designer, you know, it was really when I was growing up in high school and even when I went into college, it was like, okay, you go into business, whatever that meant, you know, it meant like numbers and marketing or whatever. I didn't even <laughs> yeah, understand exactly. what that meant, right? <laughs> like what does a marketing major do? I didn't know. It looked like they were always on Excel. You become a doctor, a lawyer, or at the time, you know, my brother, he went the route of being a computer engineer developer that route, which was kind of a little radical even back then. But there wasn't all these opportunities for artists and people to express themselves through being bloggers or whatever. It was kind of all developing. So I always had in my mind, I want to live a certain kind of lifestyle. I'm going to be a lawyer. I always liked social studies and history class. I liked writing and English. And I don't know, I just figured, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. Then at the same time, I'm going through school, I'm going through law school, and I'm addicted to my phone. And I'm watching things unfold with social media. I was very... um, deep into my yoga practice since 2009 and when Instagram came in an Instagram account to do the daily yoga challenges that were starting in like 2012, 2013, 14 and these people that were leading them and they were being sponsored by a company called Aloe Yoga with the leggings it was all new at the time and I was like who are these people that are leading these these um, you know giveaways like, what are they? The term influencer wasn't a thing, right? So I was seeing all this unfold. And then you're seeing, you know, as I'm sitting there working, I'm seeing people then go from leading a yoga challenge every day, posting a yoga photo, to then starting to post more of their lifestyle, starting to post more of the different fitness studios they're going into in New York. Then they're starting to travel. And that was what, number one, also made me think like, okay, these people probably need lawyers. If like, how are they making their money? They probably need lawyers, right? So I was thinking of that all the time for the last 10 years. But then I was also starting to see the lifestyle they were living. And I was like, what the heck? Why am I stuck at my desk when these people are just like, how are they going to (laughs) fitness classes every day and cool lunches? Like, how do I do that, right? Maybe I could be their lawyer and do the same things. So I had quit my job because I wanted to travel to these places I saw people posting about, right? I didn't know that, you know, I'd never heard of really Bali before. I read the book Eat, Pray, Love, and saw pictures of it on people's travel Instagrams. So I am pretty basic, I guess, <laughs> like just like everybody else. Oh, I saw it on Instagram. I want to go, but then it ended up just like lit- changing my whole life. So everything kind of just developed organically from me just being curious.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. I feel okay. Full disclosure, I think there's a little bit of cutting off. So I just want to um, reiterate some of the salient points. So you started law school, honestly, because I'm also a 90s baby, so I totally get it. It was like you pick from these options and like see what you can make of it. And then as you kind of got into your career, you started seeing the – the expansion, right, of the online world and artists and influencers and all of these things. And it was just this moment of like, why not me? Like, this is amazing. I want to be traveling. I want to be living my life to the fullest. So I'm going to switch gears. Yeah? Exactly. Okay, brilliant. I love it. And I feel like a lot – I I mean, I know one of the biggest reasons that I started my business as well, coming from a marketing background, working at tech startups, going through the whole career path, the university path, um, one of the like themes for me growing up and then well into my adulthood was just wanting choice – really valuing having the option to make of my day and of my life as a whole what I deemed to be worthy of my life force. And I think learning how to do that is an evolving art, especially with how quickly things change and with trends and all of these things. And so I love that you're coming at it from both the perspective of like really wanting to be the leader of your own life, but you also have this really robust background in like, okay, how legally and logistically do I have all of these beautiful experiences, but also make sure that I'm protected, that I get to actually keep what I'm earning and create something that has longevity. So I would really love to kind of get your two cents on when you were starting your business and as you were starting to help people in the entrepreneurial space, what were some of the biggest kind of hiccups that you noticed people were bumping into that kind of sparked the idea of, oh my gosh, like writing contract templates could be the thing. This is how I can really support people in this space.
1: Well, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that they need a contract, right? But a lot of people cannot afford or don't have the budget for when they're just starting out hiring a lawyer. and. At the time that I was starting out, there weren't many people at all selling contract templates. There was maybe, I was doing, I probably did about a year of research to see if I could even sell contract templates. That's how few people were selling them. And I, because I thought, well, that could be a really good alternative for people, something that they can afford. Now we know, okay, getting a contract is a little more accessible. What should it say? Well, really making sure that you have things in there about timelines, about refunds, and making sure that you're not sacrificing your protection for the sake of it being convenient for someone else. Because I see that mistake a lot. Like, oh, I didn't want to send a contract because we already started working together. Or, um, you know, I feel like I'm being too pushy if I send one or if it says, you know, stuff about late fees, that's just going to be really intimidating and they're not going to want to pay me. But I always tell people to get over that fear because um, it does come with experience. You know, once you have enough bad experiences where you've been burned, you're not going to feel ashamed handing someone a contract that has your boundaries, you're going to feel like this is necessary for you. But before you get burned, what I like to tell people to help them avoid getting burned is make your contract say what your third strike policy would be. Like, What would you want your contract to say if it was the third time someone gave you the runaround or showed up late or their payment didn't go through? You would want it to say what your boundary truly is. So beautifully said. Let's dive into a
0: little bit more detail about connecting with creators and being able to basically like see a gap to fill through your work. So if you want to jump into that again, that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> so jumping back into it, let me rack my brain. Um. So, yes, I noticed a gap where there was so much um, room for vulnerability for people because I noticed that a lot of people are afraid and intimidated of working with lawyers. Right. So there wasn't really another alternative for people. Um, when I came in, I had this idea of creating templates, and people had suggested to me, "Why don't you create templates?" But at the time, I didn't even know if I could or if it was legal because I didn't even see anybody else doing it. I spent like a year researching, and I saw maybe three other people doing it, and then that's when I came up with the idea to just launch it and say, "You know what? I think the world is going to go in this direction. I think the world would be more open to it," and there were so many people telling me like, who would, who would want templates? Like, right. No, one's going to want to, to just get work with lawyers, but I'm glad I didn't listen. You You have a really strong foundation in your boundaries for your business. No one can mess with you. Like you are going to have that energetic protection and you're going to be able to then really envision like yourself without feeling like that, that thing holding you back? Like, oh, I'm afraid to put myself out there more because I don't really have contracts. I'm afraid to launch that new offer because what if like someone wants a refund or I'm afraid to work with these people because what if they take my ideas? Contracts really do protect you in all of those ways and protect your boundaries in all of those ways, but it needs to be more accessible to people. And so that's where I saw that gap. You don't need to hire a lawyer every time. You can use so i'm really happy that when i started traveling friends who kind of encouraged me to do that um, and i saw all these creators because otherwise i yeah i had this idea a little bit myself but so many people invited me to to do this for them so i really always community the freelancer online travel community they they made me like confident to start this. Oh, I
0: love it. And I I love what you said too about um, like energetic foundations are just like the the bread and butter of the work that I do. And I think especially in your business and as you're architecting your business, the same kind of energetic inventory process that you would take for your, your life, your person, is equally applicable to your business. Like where are there leaks? Where is there porosity in your business structures and systems that are preventing you from like fully realizing your business potential? And I feel like for me, the moment I bought your contracts (laughs) and started putting those into place it was like I unlocked my audacity. I was just like, yes, I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just like it felt so great to know that what I was creating had the the legal and logistical backing to make sure. And I, I say this as well, because I think this is a really important piece of the paradigm that I'm building, but not just that I was protected, but that there was a really brilliant and clearly communicated agreement being entered into. And I don't personally believe in like, entirely one-sided contracts. And so things like mutual non-disclosure agreements where both people get to come in and agree to terms that they feel really excited about and that honor the needs of both parties or all parties involved. I think that's a really important piece of business going forward and how we create and contribute and collaborate in the future. So um, I would love to just kind of I would love to just put you in the hot seat and like (laughs) hear what you have to say about some of the, um, I guess, like biggest calamities that you've seen and the ways that you've had either your contract templates or that you've seen having these firm business boundaries really like come in to save a situation, a business owner or an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people will... Reach out to me and let me know that the contracts that I've helped them with have helped them when someone's tried to stop paying or someone's asked for a refund and they're not really entitled to it. They just like feel like getting a refund, right? We've all dealt with those kind of just like, they don't really look at their finances before they make a decision, but that's not your responsibility. Or they'll say things like, oh, well, my business didn't make that much money this month so i have to like back out of this contract and you're like okay but the contract thing to me now i have other obligations so what is it just gonna like we're all gonna say this to each other and then no one's gonna make money no that's why contracts are here because it's not an excuse right you really need to take the extra time to make sure you are able to legally commit to all this right so Having the contract will help you with those people. It will help you stick up for yourself with those people who want a refund that are entitled to one. But another big issue that I see that's not as obvious is in the online space, a lot of like theft of ideas and a mm-hmm. lot of people drawing inspiration from not only like their coach, like they're they're taking their coach's business and passing it off as their own, but I see a lot of consultants and agencies and people who you're hiring right who will take your ideas or their clients ideas and implement them and pass them off as their own sooner than maybe they that you would have an opportunity to so i had a really really negative experience and i know um ironically my friend lawyer who i know you you know yeah (laughs) Well, that hired someone to help with our business and they knew every detail about our business. And we both had experiences where um, things for our business were being put on pause or being really delayed. And then like the same things behind the scenes were being implemented really fast. And there was just a conflict of interest, not only with not being an in integrity by like taking ideas and, you know, that kind of stuff, Confident, this duty of loyalty. You should want to be loyal to your people and make better make decisions that are in the best interest of your clients and not in the best interest for your own business. So that was a huge learning experience. I know for me, because these me, like I get screwed over, right? My friend who's also a lawyer gets screwed over. We all do um, because you, you, like we have the standard that we need to be loyal to the people that that we work with. And sometimes we forget that there is no ethical rule for, for agencies and especially in this online Instagram like cesspool where everyone's like working with the same people yeah. you need to be really careful about um sharing your ideas so having things like an NDA and even writing in like I know those can scare people away but it is important um or like at least writing in like a duty of loyalty a duty of confidential direction of um Relations as we move forward in the space, because if we do not regulate our tree, then the government will come in and regulate us and start to make worry. And they haven't done that yet, but it's coming uphold our own ethics, community ethics, rule and regulate ourselves. So that's something that I think is like a really, really big calamity uh, in the space is that theft of ideas <laughs> and theft of um, resources too.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I learned this lesson the hard way this year and I am, yeah, I just, I really did learn the value of the NDA or the MNDA and just like, even where you were saying earlier about discernment and not only being discernment of what contracts that you enter into and what agreements that you make in terms of, can you pay for it? Or are you willing to show up fully? But, um, being discerning around who you choose to divulge what information, especially about your business visions or things that um, you maybe haven't had the opportunity to trademark or to put under legal protection or haven't fully birthed into the world yet. Um, It's very important to develop that discernment and know when it's appropriate to have those kinds of conversations and And really ultimately just create an environment and an ecosystem where there's a mutual trust and a mutual loyalty. And like you said, like it's, it's up to us as leaders and as business owners and as entrepreneurs, because these are such unregulated industries across the board, whether you're a yoga teacher, a creator, a coach or a mentor, um, There's no one telling you how to do what you're doing. And so if you notice a lack of integrity or you notice things, I've been like riffing on this for the last few weeks. If you're noticing a gap in leadership, a gap in integrity, um, or even in your case, if you notice a gap in the marketplace and there's not an existing model of that, it's up to you to build it. Like you get to be the one to go first and, and uphold a standard of loyalty, like you said, and uphold a standard of integrity. And eventually, hopefully the rest of the world will start to follow. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just, if you have anything to say.
1: No, I definitely agree. Like if you see like that change you wish to see in the world, but not only that, like fill the gap that you need filled, mm-hmm. like fill the gaps that you want to fill for yourself. So if there's anyone listening who's struggling with, um, I don't know what business to do, or I don't know what to offer, or I don't know how to stand out. You know, as someone who was one of the first lawyers who sold contract templates and came online, I still feel every day that, that demon of like competition and like, oh my God, am I good enough or whatever? You really need to then just sit in your creativity and think, doing what is everyone else not doing? Let me be that change. So focus really on your creativity and, and yeah, self-regulate whether it's your nervous system, right? Self-regulate your nervous system, self-regulate like your contracts with people um, and be creative with it. So one tip that someone gave me, bringing it back to contracts a little bit to make contracts more fun is someone had given me this tip where it's in like real estate consulting, right? Right because they were afraid that people were just skimming their contracts, not really knowing what they were signing. They said that they basically took a summary of their contract on one page and made it really funny. Like, Hey, you wouldn't show up to, you know, your jujitsu class 10 minutes late. So why are you showing up to my calls 10 minutes late? I expect you to do it too. If you didn't get into your jujitsu class that you signed up for and paid for it, they're not going to give you a refund. So you're not going to get a refund. If you show up to my meeting 10 minutes, like, like things like that. And they had to like initial at the end of it. And it was just like 10 kind of, um, funny little summary, uh, paragraphs or sentences about their contract. And I thought that's such a good idea. It's such a cr- creative, clever way for you to, um, you know, again, fill that gap of, Hey, I have this contract, but it seems like no one's freaking reading it. Like, how can I get people to yeah, create that little, like, or do something where you're just make different and switching it up a little bit.
0: Oh my gosh. I love this. I honestly, I think too. And I think this is the importance of like cultivating your network because I know firsthand, I mean, the first business I ever started, I was like seven. I've just loved entrepreneurship and I've loved the process of building things from scratch. And that's worked as an asset to me because, I've been genuinely interested in having to learn all of the bits and pieces of business. But if you're someone who finds things like reading contracts really boring or finds accounting boring or finds doing the backend systems of your website or whatever it is, um, as an entrepreneur, if you cannot, um, I mean, first choice is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in these things and lean on them and let them create openings where you can be successful in these areas which is why I love knowing you and Chandler, because I know nothing about the law and I know nothing about legality and contracts make me wanna pull my hair out. And so, you have a brilliant contract template shop where I can go in and see what I need and have someone with your expertise make it way less painful for me. But as an entrepreneur, it's our responsibility if we want to have a sustainable business to, in the very least, develop the discipline to learn how our business works. And I think this is a really important part of the journey for those that are especially starting out who feel like they have a lot to learn. Um I would love to get your two cents, but I feel like personally the legal side of things, the financial management and then the strategic elements of your business are some of the most important pieces that are going to carry you through. What what would you say are like the foundations that even if you hate it, it's worth learning?
1: So definitely the ones that you mentioned, figuring out systems, <laughs> that work. systems really are too, like you need to manage your schedule good enough that you can spend the time to think about legal stuff, right? So maybe it's like your Fridays are your CEO day where you're focusing on legal contract updates and financial check-ins. Maybe Mondays are your creative days where you're focusing on content Tuesday through Thursday are client days, whatever it is. So systems are really important, legal and financial. The other one that I'll mention is your leadership. So the biggest mistake that I made when I had made that poor hiring choice that I had alluded to earlier was this person was responsible for not only um, the work that they were supposed to be doing for me, but supposedly they were managing a team of people who were all for me too. And it didn't really work. Like things were not getting done with this one person being a point of contact. No one was really like, you know, I was kind of delayed on some things. The work quality was not good. Some things that were promised were never even given to me. And then when we had to part ways, now I had just cultivated a relationship for almost a year and a half where I was giving them the tools to now position themselves as a better leader, whereas I am like, okay, well, now I need to start from scratch with my leadership skills again. And um, now I need to come um, like. Personality, kind of skills of who do I trust, who who can I get to work um, on different things? Like, how do I know what people's skills are and give them something that makes them really excited um, so that they the environment and there's not changeover or whatever. So that's something that I think was my biggest lesson of twenty twenty two is don't outsource your power. Um, th- this this company had like told me about different strategies that they thought would work that weren't backed in different things. And I went with them and I outsourced not only my power but my decisions. And that was something that I think is like uh sure that you have like you are in that responsibility, like you said before, knowing how everything works.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have like a self-responsibility kink. And I love that you said this. (laughs) Like, I think this is one of the most essential things as a human in general, but especially if you want to not just build a business, but like a legacy, something that's going to outlast you, something that's going to create real world wealth, impact, um, learning how to be responsible for your results and for your energy and for your decisions and your choices and own your, like you said, your power is so important. And I think there's a lot of us, especially at the beginning, when we're looking up at our business and it looks like Mount Everest, it's like, where do I even start with cultivating my leadership skills? Where do I even start with this big vision? So where did you start? Like, what was your starting point as you were starting to develop your leadership?
1: Well, I started by like when I, my previous career was a lawyer and lobbyist in New York. My job was basically to network and connect people and put trust into people and introduce people. And the ironic thing is like this person just hired their first full-time employee and they were both two mine who I interest. So I was like, Hey, this person would be really good working together. So I always had that like networking of like, let me connect people or let me use you for this, or let me connect with that person. So I always went into it with that mindset, which isn't bad, but it did burn me over because I put my trust into too many people who, um, you know, just didn't have my best interest in heart, even though I was making decisions you're like, Oh, I'll hire you. Right. Because I like you, um, didn't, do good for my business so now that's where i started but where i'm starting over in this like third or fourth version of me <laughs> is i'm starting with myself like what what my leadership skills like what how do i lead myself right if i have core time management like i let a task take two weeks where it should take one then i need to start with myself And have better time management skills so that when I hire people, they're not waiting around for me. They're not, I'm not a roadblock. So that's where I'm starting now.
0: Mm, I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think my like life's work (laughs) over the last probably 10 years has been in developing a healthy relationship with discipline and like being able to hold myself accountable And I don't know about you, but I'm like such a, such a dreamer and such a visionary. And I'm like, I will imagine the most audacious and outlandish thing and be like, that's what I want to do. And for those of you who are really visionary, like it's not just going to fall in your lap. And so learning how to cultivate within yourself, the skill sets and the practices and the structures and the systems and the network, because I think this is a really big part of it is we don't We don't get to the top of Everest alone. There's a team, there's people that are supporting you. It really does take a village to bring something of substance into the world. Um, But investing yourself in all of those little bits and pieces are going to compound into just the most magical reality. And um, it's not always fun. Like Doing things in integrity, doing things from the seat of discipline, having your own back and taking ownership is not often glamorous. It often looks slower on the outside. Um, And I know, especially in the online space, like you can look left, right, and center and see people claiming all of these really wild and outlandish things. milestones and income goals and lifestyles. And it can be really easy to feel discouraged by that. Um, So I would love to kind of get your two cents on kind of the process of like building something with longevity and how you kind of orient yourself back to your own why and stay really dedicated to what you're building.
1: So like I kind of mentioned before, tuning into your creativity is never going to steer you wrong when you start to compare yourself. Like I see, you know, I'm not going to lie. As someone who started in this space, 2018, I see a lot of lawyers just come in and try to like, copy what I do. And they don't, they don't, copy my content, but they like think, okay, I want to also sell contract templates now, but maybe they used to be like an insurance defense lawyer or maybe say their content will just, I don't blame them for one. It's okay. To want to emulate. I want that lifestyle. I want that thing. But what I would say to them, if I could say something to them, um, <laughs> tune into your own creativity. What's, what's like, you're not tuning yeah. Right. You're not, you're, it's not coming off as fun. It's not coming off as unique, right? Um, so when I feel like I'm starting to get in a place where I'm scrolling too much, like I just had a day yesterday where I was like scrolling, and there was a really discouraged. I woke up today really discouraged because should I do something like this? And it's like no. Let me go back to those hits of intuition that I wrote written in my notebook. I have one creative notebook. No one else could see. You could see. I have one notebook <laughs> that's just business ideas. Just list ideas whatever I don't I don't journal in here I don't do anything it's business ideas I'll go back through that and I'll remember my creativity and I'll say why am I searching for like what everyone else is doing like I have a whole notebook full of ideas let me go back to my creativity so you know guilty as everyone else of thinking about how can I be like other people oh wait I don't need to be I have ideas hit me at all different times too. So tune into those ideas and that's how you'll build a business of longevity because it's always going to be a period. Mm.
0: I love that you brought up the comparison and the scrolling. And I think this is something that it's like a guilty, like dirty little secret that nobody wants to admit that they do, but it's, it's a reality of being a human in this like microwave dopamine culture Of the Instagram space where like, yeah, like it's normal to be imperfect and compare yourself and see somebody doing something incredible and like really having that spark something within you. But like you said, just like learning when to turn off the tap and come back into your own genius and brilliance and um, invest yourself in in what lights up your creative fire again is so important. And I know when I was – back when I was studying and offering human design, one of the things that was really interesting to me was um, recognizing within myself the undefined, um, like, crown space. And in the human design chart, that's one of the pressure centers, and it's this pressure to know. And a lot of the time, those of us who are undefined in that space – will feel this like pressure to constantly be in the stream of inspiration. And it can be really easy to get lost in the visions and ideas of other people and act on them instead of coming back into trust with our own creational vortex, our own channel. And this was a really hard one practice for me. And I have now this really hard not rule, but practice and devotion of creating before I consume. And it's made a world of difference. Like even in the last three months of just being very on it with creating before I consume and mindful of it, the, like you said, you have your notebook, like the amount of notes that I have in my notes app has just exponentially grown. And when you start to actually tap into that, you start to recognize how irrelevant other people's journeys are because there's so many ideas and there's such a unique way that you're designed to bring them into the world. So... um I'm really excited about kind of like playing in the realm of visioning and vision casting. I would love to know, obviously none of your like business secrets that's (laughs) like important for you to keep to yourself, but is there a creation or a vision that you're really excited about bringing into the world that came to you as a result of you investing in your own creativity?
1: Yeah. So, you know. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I've been selling contract templates for a really long time, and now I see a lot of other people coming out of works, but I don't know their journey, right? And they're selling contract templates, not even lawyers, like people on TikTok, graphic designers. Oh, here's a contract template. Like, dang, a lot of people are trying to do this, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I know though my truth is I enjoy writing. Enjoy contract law. You're not going to find that in everybody who sells contracts. Not even every lawyer enjoys contracts. So, how can I bring that joy that I feel into what I do? So, I come back into like, how can I make it more fun? How can I make it more? In- it's been taking me so long. It's my shop to even create took me like a year, six months <laughs> to make them the first time years ago. And now I've been like saying for the last four months, like, oh, my revamp of my shop is coming soon. No, it's taking me a really long time time i've legal assistant to help me but and i brought in a copywriter to help me with like making things more fun and there's going to be a huge update to my contract template shop and it's never been done before um, as far as how you navigate what kind of contract do i need and what kind of contract what does it need to say? So what do I need for this situation and what does it need to say? Um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be visually aesthetic. It's going to be protective. And that's what I'm really focused on and making my like true North where, you know, again, like things might feel, um, you might feel down on yourself, might compare yourself to others, but tune back into that creativity. So I have that going on. Um, and then like on how to, um, even eventually like get investors and and sell this and make it something that's as popular as Zoom or Slack or something like that. So all of those things are my like short-term goal for my contracts. And that's what's keeping me moving forward and making me have that discipline.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's like a contract empire <laughs> yeah. becoming like the place to go for it and I like, I can't, I'm just going to shout you out because I honestly hate contracts. Like I, the thought of having to like come up with legalese makes me have hives. And when I found you, it was like an answer to my prayers and honest to God, your contract templates made it so painless and it made it so easy to just like get what I needed out of the process in such a quick and painless way way so if anybody has been looking for somebody to support them with contracts go see nina don't even ask questions just go see nina (laughs) she's incredible um
1: yeah (laughs) i cannot yeah and speaking of um now we have a coupon code for added you to the affiliate program so i think of it as like a win-win-win where you listening, you'll get to save some money. Um, Kelsey, you'll be able to earn a little bit of extra cash. And then it supports my shops. I just want to forgive me platform to talk about these things. Oh
0: my goodness. I feel like in true Zoom fashion and in true our call fashion today, a big part of that cut out. So I'm going to guess at what you said. (laughs) Um, You were introducing your affiliate program your affiliate opportunity and um this is a really great way if you're looking to get into um, building out your business boundaries to get access to nina's contract templates using a discount code that she has graciously given me kelsey lauren to get 10 percent, i believe off of whatever contracts you purchase. So that's really exciting. And I I wholeheartedly I love this model of creating affiliate opportunities and openings like you said it's just such a win-win-win and the idea of being able to circulate wisdom and circulate wealth and leverage the brilliant beautiful connections you have is so amazing. And I think this is such a beautiful part of new paradigm business and the way that we get to co-create together. So I'm very excited to be able to share that with the guests. Um, Is there anything else you feel called or excited to share?
1: Um, No, I mean, well, I mean, I know you mentioned human design, so I would just like to, I guess, give some context for those listening. I'm a projector. So that's that. Yes. had really felt like the invitation of so many people saying like, you should start a contract shop. You should start a contract shop, even though it wasn't really a thing back then. And I was like, you guys are crazy. I don't think that's even legal. Like having enough people say (laughs) it to me really, uh, I mean, it made such a difference in my life and my career. So tune into your human design. uh, Because those invitations were huge um, and really accurate for what has been abundant for me abundant opportunities so that's my little life. oh my gosh I love
0: that I'm obsessed you're we're both projectors we're both born in the 90s we have these like really beautiful complementing, <laughs> astrological <laughs> archetypes we were just like meant to be best friends I love it <laughs> um and I love that you brought that up. I think there is a lot of I mean, I don't necessarily offer human design readings anymore, but it is something that I weave into my longer term containers. And like you said, just being able to learn your energetic blueprint and understand how to leverage opportunities and work with your energy, it can change your entire life and reality. And I love that you impressed upon especially those projectors in the room, how important the right invitations are and how drastically they can change your world. I can't even fathom being more in agreement with that. Like it's just, it's such a really, it's a magical dynamic to be able to have your network, especially see something within you when you're so talented at seeing others and actually invite you to the table to share your gifts and share your brilliance. Um, I'm really glad that your network invited you to do what you do because you've been a lifesaver. And I just know that there are gonna be so many businesses that benefit from knowing you and having you in their corner, um, feeling just really grounded in their business boundaries. So how can our community connect with you? How can they get into your space? Let us know.
1: Success Show. To be honest with you, I like renaming my- the time of recording. Though. It's called The Non-Negotiable Success Show. Um, we have almost 100 episodes. So you can tune in for legal tips and boundary tips there. Um, and aside from that, I'm just, you know, living my life trying to reduce screen time, but love to hear from you. Love to hear um, messages. If you tuned in, feel free to DM me on Instagram and we could chat more. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh my goodness. It was so brilliant having you. I absolutely loved
0: being able to have a real time conversation with you. Um, for those who didn't catch it, she is Nina the Lawyer on Instagram. Definitely go check her out. I love the way you also just make all things business boundaries so digestible and fun. Your content is beautiful. You are such a vibe. So (laughs) definitely go connect with her. Um, And yeah, like you said, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Wow, what a powerful and value-filled conversation this was. I would love to have you, if you resonated with any parts of this conversation, share it with your community. Let us know. Tag us on Instagram at Lauren. And at Nina the Lawyer. We would absolutely love to know that you tuned in and what you received, what insights, what we shared that landed with you and you were able to take away to just enrich your business, your life, your mission. And if you want to connect with Nina, check the show notes, visit her at Instagram at Nina the Lawyer definitely check out her podcast and there will be an affiliate link below for you to shop her contract template shop with a 10% discount using the code Kelsey Lauren. I'm so loving the fact that you invested your time here. I'm grateful for that and if you're loving the show as much as we're having so much fun recording them, um, it would mean the world to have you Follow along, subscribe on your favorite platform, rate us, review us, let us know what you're thinking, share us with your communities, and until next time, have a beautiful day.